they just become, they can become the most repetitive looping thoughts in your mind of everything. And, and it can just, it can do so many things. And so I got off and I, I got off for a month and I went and I did my thing and I, you know what? I was, all right. I was like, it's time to hike. And I hike, but it's, um, whatever you have going on, your city life or wherever you're coming from, that shit just doesn't disappear because you get on the PCT. You know, you'll bring it. If it's something deep and heartfelt, you're really going to bring it. Or, yeah. or, you know, let's just say it's it's going to come and it won't even ask you. You're listening to the Hiking Through Podcast. I'm Erin Egan, and this is the podcast where I talk to experienced thru-hikers about their adventures on the trail and strategies for successfully completing a thru-hike. Today's guest is Puma Salad, known off-trail as Alfred Smith. He first hiked the Pacific Crest Trail in 2016. Returning in 2018, his planned thru-hike with his girlfriend became a spiritual journey of self-reflection. In this episode, we talk about that journey the routines and systems of the trail, and the importance of safety meetings. Just listen, you'll get it. You can find us at hiking-through.com, through spelled T-H-R-U, of course, where you can find show notes, photos, and links for any gear mentioned in this podcast. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcast and all the other podcast places. Enjoy my conversation with Puma Salad. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good. The weather is fantastic again. Yes. LA after all. Yeah. It is. Yeah, we are Southern California. I know three, four days of rain. <laughs> and you know, the rain is, the rain is so beautiful here in Los Angeles when it rains. It's, I don't know. It's nice to, it's nice to have a season even for a moment. True. And it cleans you know everything I mean? off. Yeah, I think, but like us specifically, I think it's a time that, you know, you don't have to go do Runyon today. You don't go to the beach. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, maybe like some self-reflection, a little introspection that yeah, we don't always get over here on the West Coast because it's always so goddamn nice every day. You know what I mean? Yep. I totally get you. So, yeah, it's been nice, the rain. So, and now it's summertime. <laughs> I know. For the rest of the year. Yes, well, exactly. And you were you were sending me pictures from some very beautiful places. Like, was that y your way of avoiding the rain, or? Oh no, no i i wasn't in, I wasn't in any of those places recently. Oh, they were okay. just from they were from uh, this past recent trip on the on the PCT. I always I'm big at sending photos. I'm a photographer as well, so mm -hmm. I always just send people random things. It's good to confuse people too with. <laughs> Just random photos. Absolutely. Yeah, those were those are from twenty. Yeah, those are from twenty eighteen. All those those trail photos. It's crazy to seems so long ago now. Trail. Yeah, I I hear you. It it's quickly how it's crazy how quickly time flies right now. You mean just in this portion of your life? Yes. Like you? Yeah. Right, right. Well, that's what you know. That's what your parents said, right? Yes, they did. That's Are you telling me that they were right? I'm telling you they were spot on. 
they were spot on. It's just time, you know, and I talked to my dad and my dad just turned 69 in November and he said it literally keeps getting faster. He said it just, and I'm like, I'm like, man, that's crazy. You know, he's like, it's still going so fast. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even imagine it going faster. Yeah. Especially when you're like 70. Yeah. Right. It's Jesus Christ. I'm 70. Can we slow this down for a moment? Mm-hmm. I know. Can I like stop and smell the, the roses? But I think that's the thing. If you've made it to 70 and you've been in decent health in health, you've been, you've supposed to have been smelling the roses the whole time. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. You don't stop and smell. You just smell. And then that's, you know, full stop. Yep. Period. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So then that's, you know, and that's the beauty of the rain because you kind of sit and just be, mm-hmm. yeah. right. It's like, you, you know, you just sit and you just be, and I think that's, uh, yeah, I love those moments. I think, and, uh, and that's why I, I love the trail. Not that you do a lot of sitting, but you're kind of sitting inside yourself in a, in mm-hmm. a way, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's, that's part of the beauty of the, of doing a long distance hike or, um, or any, even, yeah, any endurance event, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of gives yeah. you a chance to kind of fold in into yourself a little bit. Well, I mean, with, with a hike, it, it becomes your job. Like day after day you're, you're walking and it yes. seems like you have that time for reflection. You have that time for actually paying attention to what's going on around you. Definitely. Yeah. It is your job. I know you went through hike. It's like you immediately become a professional hiker. Mm-hmm. That's what you do every day, right? You wake up, you pack your shit up, and you start moving. And, start moving. And you might take a break, you know, whatever your, your system is, but then you generally don't stop, right, until you're ready to pull all your stuff back out again. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's just, it, it is a if you think your life is a crazy routine now living in a city, where do you go on trail and it just becomes an even bigger routine, right? <laughs> I mean, there, yes. you know, there's, there's variables out of the wazoo in, in a sense, right? But you walking 20 plus miles every single day is a routine like none other, right? You waking mm-hmm. up every day and packing your bag is like a routine like no other. Every yep. evening you unpacking everything setting your tent up is a routine like no other and right eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches mm-hmm. for six months straight is a routine like no other yep yeah how long did it how long did it take you to get into the routine how long did it take you to like you knew exactly where every piece of equipment went in your pack and you knew exactly where you were going to pull it out well in 2016 right that, that was my first through mm-hmm. hike of the pacific crest trail in 2016 um I mean, my routine is pretty, pretty quick always. Cause I, I've been hiking for a while, but obviously you really dial it in once you start through hiking, right? You really, everything, mm-hmm. you become a perfectionist at, at your, at your preferred style of hiking. And it doesn't take long because, you know, I mean, a weekend it's well, things can only go in so many places, right? <laughs> yes. So, you know, you know what I mean? It's well. You know, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here, and this is where they live for six months. This is where this is this is where they'll always live whenever you hike, mm-hmm. right? You're always yeah. going to pack your pack the same way, right? You're, you know, me personally, my sleeping bag goes all the way to the bottom to fill the bottom out, right? Then 
After that, I will put my sleeping pad, I'll fold it as like a square, like a shelf okay. on top of my sleeping bag to create like a nice shelf. And after that, I'll put my tent in on top of that. Then on top of that, I'll put my food back in to kind of push everything down, all that stuff. So it's nice and tight. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I put my clothes bag in and then that's it. So does your food bag include kind of your kitchen-y stuff or? Well, I milk cooked in 2018. Okay. So my spoon and my little cup that I soak my food in. <laughs> your kitchen. Yeah, I don't have, yes, exactly. A spoon and a cup with a lid on it. Yes, that's my kitchen. Oh, my gosh. You know. Yeah, definitely. What made you decide to go cold soaking for 2018? Uh, you know, I did it for the, I did it for the, for the desert section of 2016. Okay. And then I brought my stove on at Kennedy Meadows, right, going into the mm-hmm. Sierra. And 2018, I don't know, you know, it's my second trip. I've done some hiking, you know, a lot of hiking since then. I just, I just knew, I just knew I could do it. And I knew I don't necessarily love fumbling with the gas and like, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure, you know, you're packing out enough water from the last water supply of the day so you can eat. And then after you cook in your pot, it's like filthy, dirty, and then you got to wash it or maybe you leave it for the next morning. And then you got to worry about like mice or other rodents or Mm -hmm. just, I just want to, I just want to eat and drop. Well, no, I just don't want to spend all, I I just don't want to spend my evening after working all day working Mm -hmm. in a sense. I wanted to just eat and then, and then be right. So things become very much simpler. They can be right. It depends on what your system is. Some people, some people have very uh, intricate systems, Mm-hmm. Right. Where, you know, some, some people wake up every morning and they and they have a hot breakfast and coffee every single morning on trail. Yeah. Right. And they literally like some people wake up and they'll read in the mornings and they'll, ha- and they'll have coffee and they'll have breakfast and they'll have. A, and some people, you know, they wake up and they'll have a safety meeting when safe, safety meeting is where you might puff a couple bowls of herb of marijuana before you get <laughs> a the trail. Safety meeting. Right? Copy that. Okay. You got to be safe, Aaron, when you're hiking out <laughs> in the wilderness for six months. Safety is a priority. Safety first. So safety, safety meetings are. Uh, <laughs> that's, I love that's it. A staple on the Pacific Crest Trail. Okay, remember, stay safe. Mm-hmm. And if you're not feeling safe, hunker down for ten minutes and get safe. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the rules. I love it. I, I, I'm so yeah. glad that you're you're telling me these rules because otherwise I would be completely lost. Well, you'd be out there not being safe, and people exactly. would just be wondering: Is she okay? Is she going to be okay? Do we need to have a you safety know? meeting? Do we? And whenever that question comes up, that means you probably should have had one 20 minutes prior. Perfect. <laughs> it, that is very good to know, actually. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So that's that's more of my routine in the evening. I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, eat my bread and cheese and puff a couple bowls and reflect. And, and watch the sunset. and Yeah, exactly. And take, have some self-care, you know, clean my feet. Mm-hmm. And just look. Yeah. I mean, just look. Just look. Just look around. It's like, that's why you, you eat every day at home, right? In your, mm-hmm. in your normal civilian life. It's, I, you know, I guess I make a big deal about my food in my normal life. This year, I was thinking, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna just eat. I'm just gonna fuel, right? I'm not gonna okay. like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. You're not but, about you the know, flavors and the textures and the colors and all of that I, culinary I, stuff. I, I am, I am. I love. I mean, I cook almost every evening for myself personally, but mm-hmm. 
I think when you're hiking every day, you want to, you want a system that's efficient. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you just want to make things a little tougher on yourself too. I mean, let's, let's be real. It's like, I mean, I probably, I not, not that I probably, but I will never no cook for a full through hike again. Just put it like, like that. Okay. Why? Because it's, because you, you will enjoy more if you cook in, in, in a sense. Okay. Like say late in the season, once you get up to Washington in September, October, mm-hmm. heaven forbid, and it's really cold outside and it's nasty, like really nasty, you know, cold. Like rainy and cold and wet and dreary and gray and. And, and hypothermic and like yeah. just really nasty weather. And who doesn't soak when it doesn't get above freezing? Yeah. So your meals are your meals are pretty pretty functional in the terms of just providing you with energy. Mm-hmm. All it takes is a couple of really cold, nasty, grimy, grindy days of having to eat cold oatmeal in your tent to be like, all right, I can do this, right? I've done it. I can do it. Yeah. But I'd rather come back here and have a goddamn hot meal and like Sometimes yeah. hot, hot meals are, are useful. And when, when the day's been freezing cold, it's been snowing all day, mm-hmm. and you're kind of soaked and maybe borderline hypothermic, it's nice to have a hot meal. Yeah. Life should be about more than just surviving. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes. Yes, de- definitely. And, and no cook is more than surviving, right? You, you can have a great existence. And, mm-hmm. and I did for most of it. But when it gets really cold out, that's when no cook becomes... It's just, it's just it's not, not as much fun. It, right. In the desert, right. It's no problem. You soak your oatmeal. It's, you know, it's a hundred degrees. When you go eat it, it's 90 degrees. That's, you know, mm-hmm. it's great. You make, you can make tea in your water bottle. Just put the tea bag in and your water's hot when you drink yeah. it in the desert. Right. So it's, yes. there's tea and everything's fine when the weather cooperates. It's just when the sun doesn't come out and it's like you're eating half soaked rice. Mm-hmm. That's really crunchy and nothing assimilates like any of your seasonings and it's just okay what the hell am i doing yeah that that doesn't sound fun when when did you hike or what were the times of the year did you run into the rain and the snow up in washington yeah both both seasons i finished in october okay what time did you start i started april i started may 9th in 2016 okay and i started april 21st 2018 so even starting that many weeks earlier, you still ran into the, the, the rain and the snow. Yeah, just because I got off trail for like a month and a half for some got personal it. reasons. And and I wasn't sure I was going to get back on, but I did. Okay. And when I got back on, I just busted my ass and, and got up. But you'll see when you start hiking, you know, it's, you know, shit comes up and, and, you, and you need to rest and you, mm-hmm. you know, you'll go into a down and maybe you take three days. I'm a man of leisure, Aaron. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Right? So. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy and relax and just be. And so if you're hiking through like Northern California and you're in like Shasta and it's 108 degrees and mm-hmm. it's like maybe you stay an extra day and then the next day you wake up, it's 105 and you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to stay another day, you know, <laughs> and then you do that, you know, and you do that in a couple of towns, you end up not finishing the trail until October. Yeah. It starts to add up quickly. It, it it adds up slowly and quickly because you know what you're doing every time. Mm-hmm. 
the devil and angel on your shoulders. You're right. Right. Exactly. You know what you're doing. So, but that's just taking it day by day as well and Mm -hmm. not getting too caught up on the outcome. Right. Because it's not about, it's about your journey. Yes. Right. The starting and the finishing is just two points of measuring time and distance, right? It has nothing really to do with your experience. Absolutely. Always remember that when you're hiking. If you if you only make it 800 miles, always remember that it had nothing to do with Canada. Canada is just it's just this thing that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. When you get to Canada, what what you know what's there? A piece of a wood monument in the middle of the yep. woods. It's like it doesn't doesn't. I mean, I've been to Canada, flown or driven or and walked, and it doesn't. It's not like anything magical happens. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just another place in the woods and you've been in the woods, you know, or the mountains for six months. Yeah. It's sort right? of like we have this preconceived notion of what a, what the finish is. And then if, if you don't achieve that finish, all of a sudden everything else that you've done is not worthwhile or not worthy. Right. We understand it right from a level because yeah, it's, you know, it's a course in a sense, right? It's a trail and it, and it has a beginning and it, and it has an end and, the, the beginning to me just means like, okay, this is where you start. I can't start any earlier. Like I could in a sense. And the end just means, well, I can't go any further. It's, right. It's, they, they, they just put these barriers up for you. Think about this. Think if the trail was from the starting point in Campo and it went into, into the Oregon border and the, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's, that's 1700 miles. Like California is like 1700 miles. Yeah. That would be a hell of a goddamn trail. You wouldn't even think about going through Oregon or up and through Washington and then into Canada. You'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Right? It's, you know, 700 mm-hmm. miles would be, that would be you hiking for like that would be epic. three months. That would be everything. So when I think about the finish, I guess you could keep going, right? You could keep going mm-hmm. into northern Canada until Alberta. Yeah. So it's, you know what I mean? It's where does it really end or begin? Yeah. Is, yeah. So don't, yeah, don't get, don't get caught up in, 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 in 2016. I only made it to Hearts Pass. My hiking partner and I, which is 30 miles shy from the border, we got caught in an insane snowstorm and people died in that snowstorm. A gentleman oh wow, um, named Sherpa, uh, Chris Fowler is his real name, who I hiked with earlier on the trail that year. I actually have personal photos of him on Mount Whitney. Yeah, he never made it out of that storm. It was an incredible storm, and we had yeah. no service. We had no we had no idea it was coming, and we just kind of got walloped. And you know, there wasn't many people out on the trail. It was, it was late in the season, 20, October twenty first. Yeah. So only the crazy still out on the trail pushing, and you know, we, we made it to Hearts Pass, just like I said, thirty miles from the border, mm-hmm. and that was twenty sixteen. So when I did the trail in twenty eighteen, and I finished, and I got to the border, you know, I. I kind of knew the whole time that we'd made the right decision in 2016 because the border didn't really matter, but you're always kind of curious, right? You're thinking in the back of your head, you know, it's a big journey. You know, it's like, shit, I didn't make it to the, to the border in 2016 and 30 miles shy. You know, you tell people that and they cringe for you. It's a day of hiking. Come on. One day of hiking and they, right. And they cringe for you and they're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. But when I made it to the border this year and I just, I just laughed at myself. So I was just, could have stopped at Hearts Pass again because, you know, I, it's like, because yeah. I had to walk back to Hearts Pass this year. So, you know, because if you're not going into Canada, you have to go back to Hearts Pass. That's the closest place Exit in the States point. where you can, right, where you can get a hitch. Okay. 
So from Hearts Pass, if you have to come back, it's technically 60 miles. So, right, because you go out and then you come back, and then okay. you come back, right? So that's so that's what I did this year. I did it's, which is called the, uh, you know, like the the tour, the uh, the farewell tour, or because you're walking back going to Hearts mm-hmm. Pass, and people are walking towards the monument, so you get to right. see all these people that you've known on the trail for months, and some new faces that pop up and. It's very, right, the mood is very high, the energy's high, everyone's on this mm-hmm. high because they're finishing, and you're, but you're done, and you're... And you're still you're walking. Like, great. And you're still walking, and, you're, and it was great to like, see people going and, and to be done, but the terminus in Canada didn't really... Yeah, it was just... It's it just was just another else. point. It's just, it's, just, it's just another point. As beautiful as it is, in a, in a sense, to like, complete anything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We all get a sense of satisfaction out of completing things, but just just don't get too caught up in it. Like if you something happens and you don't make it, or there's a storm, right? Don't 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 get too caught up in it because it it's about your experience. It's about how you truly feel inside, right? Yes, what the trail is absolutely. truly giving you. You know, it's like and I and I think that's why I love hiking because it's. It is a external physical push, but it is so mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that daily grind, that daily repetition. Come on, only less than 10% of the people finish for a reason. Absolutely. And not that many people even start, so. Mm. Right. You know, I mean, it's getting more and more. I think this year was yeah. close to 5,000 starters this year. On the PCT alone or? Y- yes. Wow. Okay. So it's. It is getting rather crowded. Yeah. So we're talking 500 finishers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's remarkable experience for, uh, for sure that I will continue to do my whole life. Do you see yourself going back out on the, either doing that one again or doing the CDT or AT or, or something like that? Or are you going internationally? well, in 2017, after 2016 PCT, I did Mont- the TNB tour of Mont Blanc in Europe. Okay. Uh, it goes around it goes around this uh, Mont Blanc. So uh, we started in Chamonix in France, and then you walk from France into Italy, into Switzerland, back around into France, creating the circle going around Mont Blanc. So through like that in 2017, and then 2018 did the PCT again. Uh, we'll How do is- the CD. Go ahead. Go for it. No, go for it. No, just just going to say going to end um, on the ticker right now on the docket is CDT 2021. Okay. And this is my second time doing the PCT. I'll probably do the PCT at least five times total, at least three more times in my life, the PCT specifically. Wow. Okay. You know, I'll, you know, I'll do the CDT. I'm going to do it in 2021, but mm-hmm. I'll probably, I think, I, well, I haven't done it yet, so I can't say how much I'll love it, but if it is what I think it's going to be. I'll probably do that a handful of times too. Okay. Yeah. Watch out for the, if you're going Sobo, watch out for the Great Basin. Literally everybody that I've talked to who's done it is like, you just want to get through that place as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. Not a lot of water. Not a lot of water. And you're just looking at the same things day after day after day. But you know, it's, that's the beauty of walking across the earth, of walking the earth. It's like, it's like people, people take these tremendous landscapes and they whittle them down to 
ideas in their head that I don't know, you know, it's like anything perfect humans, humans can find fault in, or, you know, we, um, <laughs> yes. you know, it's like, you know, it's like you spend all this time wanting to wanting to get there. And then all of a sudden you're rushing through it. Absolutely. Right? Every vacation. That? <laughs> right. 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 I hiked completely solo this year, like literally like not picking up any, you know, being friendly with people, obviously, mm-hmm. but I wanted to hike it by myself. I wanted to hike the trail. Right. Not party, not make friends, you know, make, have great experiences with people, but I wanted to hike the trail. I wanted to be alone. I wanted to forge this path by myself. And, um, how was that? It was incredible. It was a life changing experience to do it like that. That's for sure. It brought me to a lot of, it brought me a lot of clarity mm-hmm. and, um, nice and a great connection with my spirit. And, you know, like, like hiking will do, like any walking will do, it will connect you to your spirit. Yes. But, it's one um, of the best ways to do that. Right. Exactly. Just to walk. I mean, walking is all you need, you mm-hmm. know, right? I mean, that's Absolutely. just talk about this today. I don't, you know, I'm a big runner. I'm a big cyclist and do a lot of things, but as long as I can walk, I'm in, uninhibited, then I'm fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you know, the you know, bring it on the Great Basin, bring on, you know, bring on the poop water. It's like whatever. That's why you're going out there is to is to soak up that struggle, right? Yeah. Cuz it's not yeah. a big I mean, I, I, you know, I personally I've never taken a vacation in my life, Aaron. I don't take vacations. I I just live, right? Because Okay. Life life is continuous and you're living or you're not living. And so so for me, the PCT None of these things are a vacation. Mount Blanc was not a vacation. It's just my life, right? Because mm-hmm. I have a, yeah. you know, it's like we're fortunate. We're, you know, it's like we're Americans. We're really fortunate people unless. Yes, very. I'm in good health, right? My family's in good health. So I, this is just life for me. Like there's no vacation. I'm not, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing I'm vacationing from, I guess. So, but you know what I mean? It's just. Um, You're not trying to escape anything. It's just another day in yeah. in paradise, right? It's just some some people have induced stresses into their life, you know, like like will apply with the PCT, and some people just yeah. have stressful lives. Oh, absolutely, know? absolutely, right. And a lot so of times, the stresses you bring on yourself are are the most damaging, and they're also the simplest to avoid as well. Yes. Yeah, 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 very interesting, but I look forward to those, like, struggles. I mean, I, you know, I look forward to struggle. It's like, I, I to the challenge, right? I look forward mm-hmm. to the challenge, and I think the better you get it through hiking, the better you get it self-sustaining um, while walking, the more excited you are about going through those challenges. Yes. Right? The, you know, because you don't want the challenges to go away. You want to be better at them. Right. Well, and they become challenges as opposed to struggles. Something I, They become something I get to, you know, experience as opposed to something I have to, a burden that I have to carry. Well, if, if that's right, it if, if all depends on how you look at it, right? Because, you know, drinking, you know, literally shit water could be mm-hmm. a burden to some people, right? Because. <laughs> yes. You know, you won't really have to, you won't ever experience that on the PCT. 
I've because, heard wonderful things about the PCT. Yeah, you'll never like the water quality on the PCT is 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 great. There's water everywhere. You know, there's some sections you'll have a couple little carries, but it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's nothing, nothing, nothing crazy at all. There's so many damn trail angels now. There's so many people helping, assisting. I mean, honestly, I think I would love for trail angels to pull back and let let people come and hike this trail. Right. Because it would really thin out the herd. Like so many people would not do it if you actually had to do 40, 50 mile water carries all the time. You just wouldn't do it. No one would do it. Yeah. It's too damn it's hard, Aaron. It's too, I mean, a liter it's of water heavy. is 2.2 pounds. 2.2 pounds for one liter. Yep. Okay, so, right, you generally need about four to five liters a day if you're hiking 25 to 30 miles plus you're cooking, right? Who's Yes. Who's, who's so, if you've got a 40-mile water carry and you're only hiking 20 miles a day, right? So that's like we're talking eight, nine liters of water. Who's carrying 20 pounds of water plus all their shit? Nobody. No, no one. I mean, right? the, the most only, I've heard is six. Right. A lot of people, I knew a guy in, 2016 you started off with eight at campo eight liters mm-hmm. right because your first water isn't until hauser creek and that's 15 miles away and there's no water there most of the time so you're well, real I, most go ahead i was gonna say and i can imagine like if you're with 5,000 hikers starting the trail in the desert most of them the if you're late in this in that season um yep. how much can you depend on those water caches because there's so many people who've gone in front of you at this point you know, honestly, you would really think that, and I, the trail angels are just phenomenal. I mean, they are just, you won't believe it until you get on the trail and you're just, hold on, really? There's really 400 <laughs> gallons, there's 400 gallons of water at this dirt road in the middle of the desert, but yes, there will be, and there'll be a cooler, uh-huh. and they'll have snacks in it, and there'll, there'll be like another little fucking thing, and you'll pull it open, it'll be like portable chargers for your phone in case your yours broke and you can charge it and it's like there'll be band-aids and there'll be all this shit and you're just like oh my god it's like and it's beautiful but it's also sad it's it's not it's, it's not sad it's beautiful but it's also it's frustrating because it would just be something very different if it wasn't there and i think it'd be something that we all kind of want in a sense we all want it to be what it should be mm-hmm Right. I, um, in 2016 and in 2018, I met, uh, Raven song who was the first woman to solo hike the PCT by herself in 1976, 75. Okay. And that's when the trail was the trail. She said, you know, we'd get to Mount Shasta. She said, you know, some guys went left around Mount Shasta and some people went right around Mount Shasta. She's talking about Mount. <laughs> okay. Mount Shasta is like one of the biggest mountains. Mm-hmm. Now, when you take the PCT, you don't go anywhere near Mount Shasta. You see it because it's humongous, but you don't go anywhere near it. And when it's did just the like, trail change? Like, when did it redirect? I mean, it's redirecting every year. I mean, you go do the trail, you know, this year, the trail workers on it and parts closed and parts open, depending on different areas of land that have opened and closed, depending on the storms that have ravaged the trail it's always changing and you'll be hiking through the forest and you'll look and you're like, Oh, there's the old trail. (laughs) I remember that trail from 2000. Right. right. Someone would. Yeah. Yeah. Someone would. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I could, yeah. Part part of me wishes there was less help, less help on the PCT because I think Mm -hmm. it would, um, 
it would really thin it would really thin the crowd out there in big time. When does the crowd thin out? Like if you have five thousand people starting in Campo, right? When do you really start to cull the herd? It's sections, right? It happens in sections. So, okay, so generally the desert is from Campo to about Tehachapi, or even you could say Kennedy Meadows, mile seven hundred, right? That's like to break it up in blocks. Okay. So you, you'll have a good portion of people that can't make that seven hundred miles because the desert gets hot. There's rattlesnakes. The water's kind of not that great, and so you'll have a good portion of people popping off there. Okay, but the Sierras where a lot of people it's a, it's a, it's a meal. It's the meat is kind of like the star of like every person's meal. The Sierra is kind of like the big lobster tail of the Pacific crest trail for a lot of people. Right. The Sierra, okay. the Sierra and the Cascades are like the biggest points of interest for most people, right. Walking yeah. through the mountains. And so after the Sierra, you get to Northern California and it's just a real slog, man. It's just, it's hot because you get to the high desert and of Cal of Northern California, right. And there's fires everywhere. And you're in like Shasta or Sierra city. And it's just, Oh my God. And people just start popping off everywhere. They're hitching up hundreds and hundreds of miles or they're just dropping out or, you know, there's no, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. People, people are just all over the place, you know, but I, I think people try and make it to the Sierra. I could see and, that. Like it's, it's a, know, a nice definitive point. I made it right, to the exactly. Sierras. Right. And out of those 5,000 people, by the time, geez, by the time you get to Oregon, by the time you get to like Ashland, I mean, half of those people are, are been gone. Right. You know, half of those people have been gone. Maybe even two thirds of those people are gone. And, and now you're really left with the people who have gotten, you know, because luck is involved too, right? Some people got bit by rattlesnakes. Some people, luck, luck is involved in everything. Absolutely. And particularly on the trail, because injury can happen no matter how careful, no matter how many safety meetings you have. <laughs> and, and right. And, and, and no matter how how much you've prepared for it yes. too. Freak accidents can happen when you're walking 25, 30 miles every day, right? Yep. Overuse. Right, exactly. Even the strongest people. I mean, geez, I was walking before this year. I mean, I was walking or running close to 20 miles almost every day, like in conjunction, a six or seven mile run. And I'd always walk at least 10 miles every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't had an injury on either trails, uh, but you know, I thought to myself this year, I was like, injury could easily, you know, I've gotten like, I got some weird sore sores and I was like, oh, I was like, you know, you realize how easily susceptible you are to getting off the damn trail. Yeah. So it can, it can happen to anyone. What is the worst kind of injury or sore or whatever that you've had on from the trails? Me personally, I've been really lucky to be pretty much almost injury free. I got stung by a bee in 2016 and right where my ankle flexes, like where the tongue of your shoe goes. Yeah. A bee was like walking, uh, some low brush and a bee like fell and kind of like nested in that little spot and stung me. And I didn't realize that the next day that, that the stinger was still in. Oh, wow. Okay. And, oh uh, yeah. And I had a, it was so swollen. It got so swollen and it just became really hard to walk. Did that push you off trail for a little bit or did you No. No. On? You, yeah, yeah, you just yeah, you just push on and just, you know, 
yell at the squirrels or something, you know, <laughs> about it, you know, you know. And the squirrels yell back. They, they are the squirrels, the trees, the marmots. They are your sounding board. So, yes, they do yell back those little bastards, and they do harass you. And so, I've been, I've been really, I've been really, really uh, fortunate with my injuries i've been i've been really 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 good mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely but I, i've also gone into them excuse me Very extremely well prepared, prepared yeah. extremely prepared right i'm into triathlons into the triathlon life not triathlons i don't really i don't race but into swim biking running that lifestyle of endurance and pushing yourself mm-hmm. so right? your butter so, is hiker ready when you step on the trail it it is i mean it it's not hiker ready until you've hiked like on the trail with your pack you know until you've gotten that that group down but it it's as, it's as ready as you're going to get it at least right. at least me right you know it's like i my third i think my third day on trail this year i did a 27 my third day holy hell and, right and i was just like and it was by accident because I, I, I missed a water source and in the desert, if that happens to you, you, you will be screwed for, for the evening. Like I had no water for the evening because it was mm-hmm. either walk back or well, I'm, not walking forward, back. Basically. <laughs> I'm not walking back, but I literally had no water for the evening. So that's not smart to do that. Even if you are in shape, but I still was like, Oh shit. I was like 27 already third day. in. I was like, okay, right. We're, we're, we're there. So, um, and your body felt good the next day, ready to, to pop up and get moving again. Yeah. Yeah. Popped up. I know every day. So it's ready to, it's, it's ready to go. That's crazy. I mean, I, I did, I did get sick on trail in 2016. Um, I got some sort of hiker trash, uh, like, 24 hour flu. I woke up on trail the first day after leaving Kennedy Meadows and going into the Sierra. I woke up throwing up and just oh, wow. a, a, a mess, just a mess, a mess. First day in the Sierra, right? I mean, you've been walking for 700 miles, right? And the mountains are coming, you're building it up. And it's like my first day in the Sierra. And I'm like, I can't even move. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything and I wasn't around any water, of course. And so I had to pack my stuff up and it was just you head terrible. Back? No, keep- no. I kept pushing forward because I'm just, that's just my personality. I, I always feel like I can, I can hack it, mm-hmm. you know, I can deal. Did you have issues with dehydration at that point? No, no, it was, it was from basically... Hiking is hiking's dirty business. Like, like literally, yeah. right? People are very dirty, right? Yeah, absolutely. And some people go out of their way to have self to you know give themselves time in the evening for self care, and right, they'll they'll clean their feet, and they'll you know mm-hmm. they'll they'll take a wet wipe and wipe their legs down, their arms, right? Because you're filthy, right? Yeah. It's been a hundred degrees all day, and you've hiked twenty miles, and you're dirty, so, and you're sweaty, and. and- and you've been hiking in the dirt. And so your legs are just, I mean, just dirt, your face, everything. And some people go out of their way to be really dirty nonstop, right? They, really? they don't, they don't clean their feet, right? They don't clean their legs. Their dirt becomes this kind of badge of honor for some people. And that's where you start to get into hiker trash. That's kind of where that term comes from is like hiker trash, where you just, you just stop really giving a shit. 
right? And mm-hmm. so when you go into towns or, or, or when you meet in places where a bunch of hikers come together, right? Like Kennedy Meadows, where there's no flushable yep. toilets, there's just porta potties, and you have literally a hundred hikers. So you can you can get sick really, 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 really easily because right, you're using the porta potties, and then right, everyone's being hiker trash. So then you go from using the bathroom to then playing frisbee, or then going into the store and getting whatever, right. and you're touching everything, and everyone's touching everything, and you're looking through you know, all the hiker boxes for food or this and that, everyone's touching everything. And that's how I got sick because I didn't, you know, I touched something and then I probably ate something and yeah, it's a Petri being, dish. It is a complete Petri dish and you'll see people and just be horrified by their, by their lack of hygiene on the Pacific Crest trail or, or any through hike. Yeah. It's, it's uh, pretty remarkable. I'm not one of the other. I'm not, Right. I don't let myself get too dirty and I don't try and stay really, really clean all the time. Right. When I, when I sit down at nighttime and I take my shoes and socks off and my feet are disgusting, it's like I wipe them off. <laughs> you know, you know, seems reasonable. Right. Right. I take a wet wipe and I'll wipe my face off. You know, I just don't lay in my filth for weeks. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's especially, I mean, for, you being a woman, I mean, you really have to yeah. take precautions because, you know, you got all types of shit going on. Yeah. You know, no, I, ew. okay. <laughs> yeah. So make sure, right. You get antimicrobial bacterial underwear. Yeah. I met a woman this year who literally carried 10 pair of underwear because she keep, she kept getting fucking like yeast infections or some yeah. other infection. And she just kept getting it because she couldn't keep her area clean yeah jesus christ i'm like 10 pair a lot of weight you know that's a lot of weight you know that's weight that's a lot of bulk to be carrying around with you all the time and she's like look it's that or or what or, or this like, other really miserable uh, right exactly so right and for a woman too right your peer is a big thing how, how are you going to yes. manage bleeding for a week out of your vagina mm-hmm. aaron sorry but, I know, you know, no, I, I believe me. I, it, it is a thought that has crossed my mind and I'm not excited about that prospect. Believe me. So, you know, like a couple of things will happen, right? Your body can, you know, your body will kind of meet you halfway and your periods probably won't mm-hmm. be as bad because you're going to be doing so much physical movement. Right. And I think, I think it's general, right? Women's periods tend to shrink when they do high intensity things for long periods what do you what's your experience? a lot of yeah, well, high intensity but a lot of it also has to do with body fat and things like that right you right. know body density body fat things like that which is why like athletes who are very low body fat tend to have uh a, a ceasing of their periods or like very very small exactly. I, I don't think i think the body kind of goes well if you don't have the fat to support a baby and a child and that kind of stuff then you probably shouldn't be doing it <laughs> Right, exactly. And you will lose, right? Because women lose the most weight. Yeah. So you will lose a ton of weight in that, you know, and you'll be dealing with that. But, you know, just, you know, women use like the cup, right? A little thing you insert mm-hmm. and hold. Yeah. Or like the special underwear that like absorb like five gallons of, you know, water or something like that. And like it depends. But, but, but no, but there's like, like, like these like hiking underwear for women. Huh that you can have your period that use with your period without 
you know, uh-huh. having any tampon or anything. Interesting. I have just, not heard about these things. I have to research. Yeah, and I and I can I can give you a name too. I can ask Vanessa. Okay. Uh, yeah, my please. Girlfriend. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, you'll have all those those women womanly strategies mm-hmm. to deal with. So for you and your routine, it'll be so different, and the stakes will, will be even, you know, <laughs> different. Yes, the stakes will be higher in that respect because as as your your friend on trail who had her ten pair of underwear. Like it was carry the extra weight or be really, really miserable or get off trail basically. Right. Exactly. Or literally having to get off trail because you know, your goddamn vagina and uterus is just a problem child. (laughs) Right. Literally and figuratively. I I love it. Right. I got, I grew up with two sisters and a mom. So it's just like that for ending. You've heard it all. I've heard it all. And I've lived with a woman for 10 years. So I've heard it all. Mm -hmm. I've seen it all. You know, I'm a, the uterus is a humongous ego. Crazy. <laughs> I don't even know what you guys, how you deal with it. But And then you have the, the, uh, the hormonal swings, which are always fun as well. <laughs> right. For both sides, for both parties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always feel so good every day. You know, I always feel overwhelmed with the spirit. Yeah. And it just... Um, I, you know, I think that's just my outlook in general, you know, as a person, but I just, uh, get so overwhelmed with the beauty and just, uh, just the spirit. I mean, honestly, you know, you really, I don't know if you're a spiritual person, but it's pretty, it's, I don't know, just something amazing about, I don't know, just being, Yeah. just being, just being, just, just water in a stream, you bend down, you get it and you drink it. And it's just like, it's, you know, just like, ah, it's just, you know, you look out and it's, you can, you can have a thought, you can chase a thought for a little bit or. You can contemplate thoughts, it all day for 20 miles. Right? And that's good. And that's bad. Right. You can, yeah. you can beat yourself up over things. Right. It's, you know, everything has, has that polarity still, even on the trail. Mm-hmm. And. It's just, it's, it's so freeing, but it, it, it could also be very shackling if you, if you can't escape your thoughts, right? Because it's only right. you and it's only, and once you start, you, you're like in 20, 25, 30 miles a day, man. We're talking 12, 13, 14 hours of walking, of hiking. And right. there's a lot of thoughts to pop it's up. A lot of time a lot to, of, to contemplate yourself, essentially contemplate the world and your place in it. Right. And, and all, all of this, right. This whole, the whole shebang. So it's, it's very, it's very interesting. You know, you, you'll see people on their, on their trips, you know, their emotional trips, their, what they're going through or this or that. And it's my wife, essentially girlfriend of 10 years, her and I split up right as we were getting on the Pacific Crest trail this year I'd, I'd already done it in 2016 and we were going to do it this year together okay and we split up and she was she was going to leave a month before me anyway on the first so i had some things to do back east my brother was getting married and i wanted her to like have a month to herself and just hike and i wanted to be able to hit the trail and hike really hard until i met her and so we had these like okay. things planned but we never she hiked the PCT and finished and I hiked and finished and we never saw each other, but we are back together now. <laughs> and did the hikes 
did your guys's solo individual hikes help with that? Yes, they did. That's exactly what we needed in a sense. But that is the reason why I got off trail initially because I could, I had a very difficult time dealing with just the, um, the onslaught of emotions and having to integrate them into myself every day, all day long. You know, there's no and, way to avoid. Uh, there's no way to avoid it, even if you want it to. You know, I'm not someone who likes to avoid those things, but they just become, they can become the most repetitive looping mm-hmm. thoughts in your mind of everything. And, and it can just, it can do so many things. And so I got off and I, I got off for a month and I went and I did my thing and I, you know what? I was all right. I was like, it's time to hike. And I got on and I, and I hiked, but it's, um, whatever you have going on in, in your, in, you know, your city life or wherever you're coming from, that shit just doesn't disappear because you get on the PCT. Right. You know, you'll bring it. And, it, and if, it's some, if it's something deep and heartfelt, you're really going to bring it. Or, yeah. or, you know, let's just say it's, it's going to come and it won't even ask you. If you thought you could get rid of your baggage in the real world, on the trail, it all comes with you. There's no avoiding it. it. There's no avoiding it at all because to go through anything, you must go through it, right? So yep. if you want to walk through the fire and bring all that shit to the trail, right? If you want that, if you want that freedom, then, then right, bring it to the trail because then you'll have no other choice but to go through it. And that, that was my end. Um, that's the conclusion I came to was that, okay, I'm going to go through this. So let's go through it on the trail. Let's face it every day. And let's steep in it and let it wash over mm-hmm. me until it is gone. <laughs> you I know? It. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I got a little goosebumps. <laughs> that's what I, that is the PCT to me. That is the, that's how I connect to it on a very emotional level. Like I, you know, I'm, I cried every single day this year, every day, every mm-hmm. day, at least once. I mean, we're, you know, cries, but we're not talking about like, you know, I teared up, you know, I'm talking about like stop hiking in the middle of the trail, sometimes on my knees and just fucking crying and overcome, overcome with everything, the, the spirit, the beauty, the challenges, my, my life and how it, how it is brought to shape and right. Nothing, you know, it's, it's, it's all beauty. It's all grace. Yeah. You know, but you know, just, you know, when you, when you have that washing over you, it's, um, God, what an opportunity, right? What an opportunity to just, Oh, hell yes. To, to just have it, just, just be you and not, you know, and don't budge from it. You know what I mean? It's like, don't look away from it. It's just, it's so beautiful. I, you know, I, you, you know, if you really want to hike the PCT and you really want to do it for that pure sense of, of being, it is, I, I, my, I don't, I couldn't say another, a better thing to do. I mean, honestly, I don't, I, it's just a perfect, it's a perfect way to exist. And, and particularly, it sounds like from a, from a solo hiking perspective where you, you get to, as you said, seep, steep in it, seep in it. Steep in it. Yeah. Where you can, 
and like I said, you know, people will, will be around, right? There's 5,000 people on the trail at some point. People will be around. But, you know, as you'll notice, and I'm sure as you probably have read, you know, it's a big party scene on the fucking PCT, right? Yes, so it can big. be. It's a big party scene where people are just literally just binge drinking nonstop. And just, right, you get into fucking towns and people are just literally just like binge drinking for days or, you know, and it just... yeah. And it, it becomes this whole other thing, right? Where, because it's supposed to be this like fun thing, right? It's the PCT. It's like, we're fun. We're hiking. And it's, it is. And, 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 you know, and it is fun. But for me, it's, I don't go out for fun. I go out for adventure and adventure. I've done enough adventuring to know that adventuring can be very miserable at times. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I know that makes me whole. Mm-hmm. But Right. That's where a lot of people drop off is when it starts to get a loop or it starts to get kind of difficult and the glory's gone, right? You're in Northern California. There's no glory, right? Who, what you're calling home to tell your friends you're, you're in where, <laughs> you know, it's like some you're in month, weed, month. Uh, California. Right, right. Exactly. You just, right. It's in, they're like, Oh, great. You know, right. Wow. Good for you. It's mm-hmm. 108 degrees here. And it's just, there's rattlesnakes. And it's like, you, you just walk All through the best that, right? stuff. Right, exactly. Like Land of Jefferson or some like crazy, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an all-encompassing journey with like in tremendous highs and lows. Yeah. What was yeah, a normal day on the trail like for you? Like what was your routine and your. Yeah, well, I, I'm not a crazy early riser. This year, I was, I was actually pretty good this year. Like I was on trail at the beginning, right? You know, as, as time goes on and you become a bit of a professional, right? It's you're like, ah, fuck it. Later on the trail or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, as far as like getting getting up early, right? Because you're tired. You've been hiking for five months. Yeah. So, but like in the beginning, you know, on trail by like six thirty, and I don't really eat in the mornings. I take, I'll have a little bar, but like I said, I'm no cook, so there's nothing fancy, right? I'm just I'm I'm hiking. So it's I all wake about up. The hiking. And just, it's just, it's just, it's right. It's like, I can eat, I can eat hot meals. You know, the philosophy of, of no cook is you can eat hot meals when you get into town. Right. Which makes so, it even better. Right. Which, which makes town that much more ridiculous. And it's hard to believe that you could make it more ridiculous because it's already the best thing in the world when you're eating hot meals. So, you know, so mm-hmm. day starts off very simple. And I, I generally hike about 15 miles before I stop for my first break and can I stop and I'll probably, you know, I'm not a huge stopper. I'll stop for anywhere from a half an hour to an hour, depending on what's going on and, you know, have a little food, maybe take a little puff 15 miles in, you know, mm-hmm. at that point been, been walking for a solid five hours, maybe take a little puff and then, you know, it's like noon and then, if you're doing 25, you only have 10 more miles to go. And in the desert, yeah. it's, only three, it's only three hours of hiking. So you could be done by fucking three, three thirty, four. It doesn't, <laughs> it's like it doesn't part-time get, work. It doesn't get dark until nine in the desert. So in the yeah. desert, it's just like you have this time where you can just really just soak in it and just like love it. And, you know, obviously when you get to Washington and it's September, right, it's dark at 637 and it's cold. Yeah, and it's it's a very different life, man. I mean, come, I mean, you're racing to get to camp so you can get inside your tent because it's fucking freezing and or it's raining or it's going to rain or or it's gray and foggy and overcast and and it's dark and it's just yeah, 
you have these very different lives, you know, because you're living outside, right? So you're, you know, you are, you're just along for the ride, man. And yeah. it's a little bit like so, the farming. So when the sun's up, you're up. And when the sun's down, you're down. You're right. Exactly. Except the only thing here is when it rains, you, you don't really have any shelter, right? You walk, through, <laughs> yes. you know, you walk through the Sierra at one in the afternoon, it starts raining. Well, you're just going to be wet, you know, unless you're going to just stand under a tree for three hours. Yeah. You just embrace it. You just embrace it and you try and have your system super dialed in, right? So when the rain comes, you can reach into your pack quickly and pull this thing and this thing out and you're good. And then you can keep hiking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Hike my 15 miles and have my break. Then I'll hike another 10, whatever, you know, if I'm just doing 25 and, you know, I sit down, I generally set, set camp up right away. I put my tent up that way I can just totally chill and puff a ball and eat my bread and cheese and then i'm just talking to and myself. you're enjoying the next six hours of of relaxing oh right maybe i'll write a little bit maybe i'll write a poem or i'll throw rocks or i'll i'll have weird bizarre conversations with myself out loud and i'll yell at animals that are going by and i'll scream at the top of my lungs or or I'll cry and, <laughs> and, you know, and, and just be, it just, yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible. I was, <laughs> yeah. It's, it sounds you know, pretty it's, incredible. It's, um, I can't stress how much work it is. I really can't stress the amount of work you actually have to put into it. The hiking almost like, like when you talk to people about the PCT, the hiking almost sounds like a formality Oh, it's like, well, okay, I got a hike. I, all, right, all right, I know that, but how's it? Right. You know, I've got to you know get I mean? 20, 25, 30 miles right. a day. And... Right, but right. But how's No, it's like you're hiking all day long. And, you know, and especially when it's a little bit right, when you get to the Sierra, it's, right, because of the mountains, the sun goes down a lot earlier, you know, right. you know depending where yeah, you are. And, and it's like, right. And it's just, it's so much work, man. You get to the Sierra and you're just like, oh, okay, today is, today is literally 20 miles of climbing. Literally. <laughs> oh, that sounds like climb. so much fun. And you literally, and you'll look at your, ele- you'll look at the elevation on your, on your gut hooks and you'll just be like, <laughs> and you know, because you know, it's, it's showing you right. The elevation of the mountains mm-hmm. you're going to go. In. You're just, it's like, all right, this is my day. This is what, okay. This is what I'm doing. This is a work day. And people are like, Oh, I'm like, this is a work day. They yeah. work, you know, be, you know, because people back home, they're like, oh, my God, you must be having such a great time. And so like, you will be having a great time, but they don't know how much goddamn work you're doing every day. Yeah. No, right? there's no way to conceive that when you're commuting to work and, and working in an office and, you know, eight to five or whatever it is and commuting home and sitting down to dinner. And yeah, there's no way of, of even contemplating what you're actually doing when you step on the trail. I mean, who in their real life even walks five miles a day? No one. No. No one. No one. So to walk 25 or 30 in the mountains with carrying a pack on your back, fording rivers, it's like dealing with like fucking just, I mean, just insane amounts of mosquitoes that you just, you're like, what the fuck am I even doing out here? Like, I can't, you don't, you know, you can't sit outside of your tent in the Sierra in the evening. Yeah. You can forget that shit. It's like, you want to go to Oregon and fucking, and in July or August, have fun. It's literally a bloodbath. There's nothing but mosquitoes <laughs> everywhere, right? You want to? You, you so, what be in was Washington? your way of, of 
avoiding as as many bites as possible of these Hike blood suckers. As late as you can in the season. Okay. Hike as late as you can in the season, right? And it's not recommended because most people can't can't they can't they they can't start late and finish right because most you get weather start, right you get weather and you're not you're not fast enough so there's just no real way to avoid it it's like you know what I mean it's it's like growing pains you know you just got to go through it and you got to deal with it and, and you got to get bit and you'll be frustrated and you'll literally be frustrated to the point where you're like why the fuck why would they design a trail that starts in Canada, goes to Mexico, and at all the beautiful spots, you can't even fucking enjoy because there's nothing but mosquitoes. Oh, my I mean, God. What do, you think, what do you think there is in an alpine lake at 12,000 feet in the Sierra? Like, when you go sit down, it's like, it's just mosquito-infested raw beauty, right? Yeah. And you like, think to yourself, you're like, hold on, but why are they designed this trail? And you're like, you realize, it's like, right, because it's not a goddamn theme park. Right, True. you know, and yeah. you know, it's it, this is not this this was not designed so you could have a good time. Yeah, right? it, they it's didn't not, care. No one cares, right? The, the mountains don't care. The trees don't care. The squirrels don't give a shit about your time out there. And that's another thing that I just love. It's, no one cares. You know, because the real, the real guardians, you know, the mountains and the trees and the, you know, it's like, they don't care. They're, they're, they're just there. They're always there. And you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, they're like, they're like whatever you want to fucking ego trip. You want to hike this hike? Come on. <laughs> bring know? it. Bring, right. It's like, right. Hike, hike it. Just, you know, you know, you can, you know, you just, cause there's no winning, right? You can't beat the mosquitoes. It's like, you know, my, one of my favorite pastimes is killing mosquitoes and flies. <laughs> right. I What's your record? Get, I, I mean, you don't, you can't keep count. Flies are, flies are a little bit easier, like in a, in a sense, because they, they just don't come in the hordes that mosquitoes do. But mosquitoes, I mean, you know, you start doing sick things, like you'll open your tent and just to let a couple in, just so you can just trap them and kill them. It's like you become, <laughs> you become a sick person out there, Aaron, you know, like literally. Oh and my like, once, God. Cause, cause once they come in your tent, they all, they all of a sudden don't want to bite you anymore. Now, uh-huh. now all of a sudden they're just like trying to get out and, and you know, I'll just like lay there and just be like, all right, you tire yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing, you're playing mind games with a mosquito. I love it. It's, I mean, but it's like, what else, am, what else am I going to do? You know, I've already yelled at all the squirrels and all the marmots. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, uh. Did you have any <laughs> interactions with like bigger animals, bears, Cougars, mountain lions, deer. Uh, I did not see a mountain lion this trip or in 2016. This year in Oregon, right as I got to Cascade Locks, I mean uh, not Cascade Locks, Timberland Lodge. I don't know if you heard, but a woman uh, first reported death in Oregon was this year of a mountain lion attack. No, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that that happened literally as I was passing. Like she, that happened on her on the PCT around Timberline Lodge, and when I was literally within days of her, mm-hmm. of of her and and that attack, and but I never dealt. Yeah, I didn't see any mountain lions this year or 2016. I saw, 
I don't even, I didn't, I didn't even see a bear this, this season. I, I saw a bunch of bear in 2016 close to a couple, couple bear, like literally surprised them on trail, but you don't really have to worry about the right bear are just like kind of big possums. I mean, they're like, I've heard somebody describe it as big squirrels. Well, I would say, I mean, squirrels can be like kind of, I mean, yeah, sure. They're, they don't want anything to do with you. Just whatever animal Mm -hmm. that is, they don't want anything to do with you. As soon as they see you, they dart. As soon as they see you, you, you could be a hundred yards away, literally. And as soon as they notice you, they go in the other direction. They're gone. They don't want anything to do with you. Now that's much different than obviously a grizzly, which. Yes. Which right. Which you'll have on CDT. What you have on, on the CDT. Right. But. Grizzly, I mean, right. It's, it's an unofficial official thing that there are now grizzlies in Northern Washington. Right. So what, so when I was coming into Holden Village this year, there was a there's an alternate, so you couldn't go into Stahican directly. You had you had to go into Holden Village and then take a ferry. You had to do all this crazy shit this year because of the fires. And when I was going into Holden, when I was going into Holden Vi- Village, uh, the fish, the uh, fish, wildlife game, whatever they had a bear track. Um, poster up on how to differentiate between grizzly bear and black bear because of right because they're in the area because it mattered because it mattered and I just thought to myself as I'm standing in the looking at this fucking sign and it's six o'clock it's like dusk and I'm just I'm like look at that I'm like it's official I mean you know it's always been rumored that in mm-hmm. northern Washington right there's grizzlies because but- why would why wouldn't there be a handful or a couple or yeah. one or two My and now it's right and now it's and now it's it's official when the, when the government is putting out signs that means they spot <laughs> that means they've yes. spotted them i don't care what the pcta says right they're there so when you get to northern washington you know whether you see one or not it's like there's grizzlies out there and and even mm-hmm. even if there's one in a 500 mile radius it's, yeah. it's still a grizzly and it's still out there and it's like and you could still win that lottery and bump into him did that give you a pause at all? Yes, it did. It gave me a great pause, for sure. It sh- and anyone who reads that, it should give them a little chill up their spine because it's a it's a completely different animal, right? Where where yeah. the black bear is passive and he's kind of doing its own thing and right just wants to stay out of everyone's way. Where the grizzly's kind of an apex predator who's kind of like, well, all right, I'm walking this way and you're walking this way. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to keep fucking Who's going to move? You know, right. Who's going to move? It's not going to be me because no one, I'm an apex predator. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to lose that fight with that animal. And so, right, they're a little bit more emboldened if you have food. Maybe you're not doing the best job of cleaning your pot. And, right, everyone eats a ton of tuna fish on trail and jerky and cheese. And, right, you always hear about stories of people getting, you know, mice throwing yeah. through their, chewing through their tent. It's like, right, so... You know, if a mouse is smelling that, you know, mice have pretty good sense of smell, but not as good as a goddamn grizzly bear. Yeah. Are, do know, they, requ- so, they don't require bear canisters or anything like that up in, up nope. in Washington? Only, only in the Sierra. Okay. Where you, where you're never going to need it any, I mean, you know, everyone has a love hate relationship with the bear canister, right? It's, it's two point, it's like two pounds and it's bulky and it's just a shit show in your pack. Right. And, uh-huh. but it but messes with your lot, system. And, and this is right. Oh, oh, it takes your system and just fucking, you know, just dumps all over it. But 
after a while you integrate it and you have a new system with it. Right. And then you're like, oh, all right, you know, I can kind of, I can like, you have this other freedom where like, okay, now mice and squirrels can't fuck with my food. Right. So you could like take your bear cancer and just like leave it out right, right outside. <laughs> like no mice or squirrels ever going to crawl in your tent because no, no food is in there. And you know, right. when, you know, when you eat all your food, you can put your trash inside and then you can, and it, it kind of tidies everything up a little bit. You start to realize you're like, well, you know what? This is actually really fucking convenient. It's also a little seat too. And you're like, Oh, it's really convenient. Right. And, but of course you'll get rid of it as soon as you can, because you know, you're it's a normal person because it's two pounds and it's bulky and it's like, it's just, you know, just not really cool, Aaron, you know, and you know, and, but you will see those randos who in, even in Washington, they still have their bear canister mm-hmm. and they, and they are, you know, like the deplorable people on trail where you look at them and you're just like, Oh, look at that person with their bear canister. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, the, the crazy trail. Right. Exactly. The trail, like any social structure, even a fringe structure is very tribal. Right. And, and you're going to get on that fucking trail and you're going to be like, hold on. Every single person is dressed the same. Everyone's wearing the shortest shorts I ever could find and some <laughs> like zany Hawaii fucking like button up right. shirt. It's like, it's like a uniform. Yeah. And it is. This like great thing with me is I'm not a shorts person. I, n- I never wear shorts. Right. And I don't. So I wear pants in 2016. I wear pants the whole trail in 2018. I wear pants the whole trail. And I also wear like a sweater, like a glacier sweater, got sweatshirt, you know, mm-hmm. because you live outside all year, six, six months out of the year, the sun's brutal. Even when it's not that sunny, it's like people don't realize like the sun exposure is insanity. So I'm, yeah. you know, so, so basically I look like a day hiker like on the PCT and it's just, it's hilarious. People are like, literally, I mean, I'm hiking the trail for months. People are like, Oh, like if someone I've never met, they're like, Oh, are you hiking the PCT or just out for, for a day hike? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm, I'm you're overdressed. I'm like, right. I look like, I look like a day hiker because I'm wearing pants and I don't, and I'm wearing like a sweater. I'm not wearing the uniform. And you like, you start to realize you're like, Oh Jesus Christ. I'm even fringe on the fringe. (laughs) You know, I'm like, literally I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, I don't even, where do I fit in? Where are my people? I'm uh, even by odd standards. It's like literally it's, but you know, I love it. I mean, everyone is, everyone's great. The PCT is, is beautiful. The relationships you make are beautiful. It's, you know, and it all, it all is what you put into it. It's like community college. It's like, you know, you get out of it, what you put into it. You know what I mean? You know, it's absolutely. And I think that's, you know, you'll make great bonds while you're on the trail. I I wouldn't expect these things to last off trail you know, mm-hmm. but you'll make pretty strong bonds on trail with people. If you hike with someone and I still talk to some guys from 20, from 2016. And I talked to a couple of people from, from this year, but you know, everyone's so spread out. Everyone's doing their thing. This ends part one of my conversation with Alfred next week. We'll bring you the second part. If you do want to reach out to him in the meantime, he can be found on Instagram at my life collecting dust.
show notes and links for Alfred's gear can be found on our website at hiking-through.com. Special thanks to Alfred for sharing his stories from the trail and Maya Wynn for the use of the song Try Again. I would love to hear about your trail stories as well. Please email me at hikingthroughpodcast at gmail.com or you can also DM me on Instagram at hikingthroughpodcast. We would also love it if you could find us on your favorite podcast provider and leave a review. I'll see you on the trail. Ooh.